You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 352 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host is the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Flawless victory. And the expert, Mr. Mark Heat, Mark Ellis Reagan. Your beer is shit and you're almost out of it. What's going on, everybody? You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a bunch of news from the MCU, and then we're going to review the newest version of an old friend. That's right, guys. <laughs> the new Mortal Kombat movie, straight from theaters or HBO Max. We're going to review it for you. But before we get into that, how's everyone doing this week? Markellis Reagans, how the hell are you? I am doing okay. I'm doing okay. I was having a really bad week, uh, a really bad day uh, this past week. And, um, you know, it was just a shitty day at work. And I kind of bled over into my life. It kind of threw me off. And I was supposed to do something at at the house and I didn't do it. Just kind of screwed my whole day up. But uh, my day turned around because my friend, one of my best friends, Jessica, decided to give me my birthday present uh, way earlier than my birthday. And it was a pretty awesome present. And I was surprised to see that it was mainly from the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. So I wanted to thank you guys for the amazing birthday present that you gave me for my birthday that isn't for (laughs) weeks. What was it? Well, you guys already know because you gave it to me. But I am now part owner of a movie studio, of a movie company. Um. I don't know if you guys remember from uh, New York Comic Con. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's all right. From New York Comic Con, me and Adam interviewed Jeff Anderson uh, from Legion M. And we talked about, about the company and you know what he was trying to do. And it's a fan-owned, pretty much film studio, studio uh, that you can own a part of and contribute to making films. And you know, New York Comic Con pretty much took all of my money anyway, so I wasn't able to uh, sign up for it right then. Uh, but I always wanted to, and uh, now, thanks to Jessica and everyone in the Geek World All Stars Podcast and Network, uh, I was able to buy some shares, and now I am part owner of a movie studio. So I hired an assistant named Smith to uh, get all my uh, drinks for me, and I kick my feet up on the desk every morning and read uh, the Hollywood Reporter. I'm a big wig now. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you liked it. We had a secret Twitter chat <laughs> and uh, I made sure I, I asked everybody if they're interested in, in helping out with the present. It was even called secret. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, me and Aubrey uh, were talking about it secretly and uh, your friend and I were talking about it as well. And I was really worried you were going to see the messages uh, on the So Wizard Facebook page. <laughs> uh, no, no, I was not paying attention to it at all. You, Joy, is the social media darling, so I only go on there when I need to. So yeah, I missed all of that. So I just want—I I definitely want to take a second to thank everyone um, that you know chipped in for my birthday present. It's very awesome, and I, I as much as I love movies. And I don't think anyone knows my love for movies as much as Jessica does. So she definitely knew that this was the perfect gift for me. So thank you, guys. I I appreciate it. Well, we're glad you liked it. All right. Aubrey, how the hell are you? Um, I'm alive this week, so that's the best I can do. Are we we sure? Are we sure we're alive? (laughs) I think uh, physically I'm alive, but emotionally and mentally, maybe not. It's, It's finals week. So I'd be cramming in a whole bunch of homework and then uh, I have to take a final after this and then another final sometime between tomorrow and Thursday and then another final Wednesday and then I should be done. 
for a couple of weeks and then I start summer classes. So, yeah, kind of mentally fried at this point. Girl, you so crazy. <laughs> if I don't continue to take classes through the summer, then I'll kind of like lose my momentum and uh, I'll get lazy. So I try to, I've been taking summer classes for the past couple years now that I've been back in school and it's definitely helped, I think. All right. We're glad you're somewhat alive. You're half alive, mostly dead. We're glad you're here with us. And Joey, how are you doing this week? Um, I'm really tired. <laughs> uh, exciting news is that I am going to be starting a new job very soon. I will no longer be working third shift. Wow. Look it's at exciting. it. We're, we're all doing big, exciting things. Aubrey's in school. I'm taking over to I'm taking over Hollywood and Joey's not working third shift. That's amazing. Yeah, I got a new job. Um, a friend of mine posted on Facebook that her job was hiring and come be my office mate. And I was like, I, I could do that. But I don't know if I'm re- I wasn't really looking for another job. And she was just like, come on, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him. You'd be perfect for this job. Talk to them. I'm like, all right, fine. So I had a phone interview on Monday last week. I had an in-person interview on Wednesday, and then they hired me on Friday. (laughs) Wow. As soon as they said they would match my pay at my current job, uh, and I would have nights and weekends off, I was like, "Um, all right, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I will still be keeping job number two, so don't worry. I'll still be working a lot of hours. It'll just be a little more normal. So I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited to see what happens. A little nervous, though. It's like in a very happy rut. Um, with the grind of working my other job. So I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm just a mess. I'm really tired. So today I, I I was like, I had yesterday off as we record this. And I was like, we watched the movie and my son watched the movie. And I went to the gym. I went to the gym in the morning after work. And then I came home and I took a nap for like an hour and a half. And then um, I went to the grocery store and did some other errands. And me and my son watched the movie. And then it was four o'clock in the afternoon and I was like, Oh man, I'm really tired. I'm going to take a nap and then I'll get up around like nine o'clock and I can do some more stuff. Like we got to watch some things. And I was going to try to, I was going to try to get ahead on the show and watch some things. I accidentally slept till three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that happens. So I got up at three in the morning. I watched invincible and then I've just been up ever since. So now I'm like a mess, but enough about me being tired. Cause it's only going to be a fleeting subject. Let's talk about us, Mark Ellis. Why don't you tell listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you will find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook. We have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, You can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, Uh, trailer reactions and interviews Uh, we have a patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show shout out to all of our podcasting family in the geek world all-stars podcast and network back to you joey i want to ask you something what? Where are you from? You're not from Guilin, are you? I... I'm from Japan. Japan? I know it. It's a foreign country, right? I had no idea Sonya Blade was from the South. That's amazing. <laughs> 
Oh, we'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, just real quick before we jump into the news, if you're listening to this, God bless you. Thank you. Um, and you are an Apple Podcast fan. Uh, Apple is having a lot of problems right now. The Apple Podcast app got updated through iOS 14 point whatever. And for some people, it is sharding the bed nonstop. It's not uploading the latest episodes of shows. It's harder to find shows. It's unsubscribed you from shows um, while it sorts itself out. Um, just we are available on a whole bunch of other apps. So if you happen upon this and you're usually on Apple, but you're currently listening on Spotify or Stitcher to get around the mess of their app right now. Thank you for coming back. Um, and we'll be on all these apps going forward as well as Apple, but hopefully that one will get sorted out. So thank you everybody for sticking in there. Uh, 60 something percent of our listeners having trouble <laughs> listening to the show. It's fantastic. Enough about that. Mark Ellis, let's drop the drop and let's get to the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in nerdy news, we had some casting news. Uh, I don't know who was excited for the Green Lantern. I guess it's a TV show coming on HBO Max, but they did cast someone as one of the Green Lanterns. Uh, the actor's name is Finn Whitrock. Uh, he's done some appearances on American Horror Stories uh, and some other Ryan Murphy productions. Um, I've never seen him, but he's cast as Guy Gardner, uh, one of the Green Lanterns that was popular, I believe, in the 80s, maybe the early 90s. Um, but yeah, they're not doing Hal Jordan, or at least they haven't announced it yet. They're not doing Jon Stewart, or at least they haven't announced that yet. But it looks like Guy Gardner is going to be the dude in a new Green Lantern TV show. Uh, so, yeah. So, what do you guys think of this casting? Let's start with Aubrey. I don't really know Guy Gardner, so I don't really care. <laughs> that sounds so bad. I just, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't really care too much about Green Lantern in the first place. Oh. And then I don't really care who's going to be on Green Lantern. Wow. <laughs> well, it, there's a little while before the episode comes out, um, but... There's a pretty good chance that we're going to have to watch it, Arby, so sorry. <laughs> I mean, maybe once like they show us a teaser or something, I'll care a little bit more. But I mean, it's it's not an actor that I really know too much about or have seen too much of. So I don't know, I'm not like shouting on the rooftops about it. All right. All right. Joey, what about you, dude? You obviously know a lot more about these uh, DC characters than me and Aubrey. What do you think about Guy Gardner leading a Green Lantern TV show? That's a weird choice of a character to lead the show. I really thought they were going to be going with Jon Stewart. Isn't that what they said? Like when this whole they've been developing this for. Yeah, I thought uh, that's why Zack Snyder couldn't use Jon Stewart in the movie. It was because they were planning to use him for the show. I like Guy Gardner. I don't think he works as a lead. He's more of a piece in an ensemble. So, and he's always been that way in comics. His own solo series have never been uh, anything that's done well. And sometimes they've even been God awful. Like when he lost, he lost his green lantern ring and this had powers that it could morph his hands into weapons. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was very nineties, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know who this actor is. I, I'm sorry to not be have more an exciting hot take on this, but I have no idea who this actor is. I'm confused that Guy Gardner is now the lead actor in the series that we were told was about Jon Stewart. Um, but maybe they'll have a, both of them in and they'll be like buddies. This will be like our uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier of DC Universe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, as just the first announcement, he doesn't even have red hair in the pictures I've seen. So I'm, not, I'm really confused as, <laughs> as how this is going to work. Yeah, I know. Like I said, I haven't read any of the books, but I know that he's a popular character for kind of being an asshole. I know people yeah. know him from that. Uh, the description of the show kind of hints that they're going to be talking about all of the Green Lanterns, like starting from the very beginning. And working her way up through the '80s, where he comes in, so it might—he might just be one of many. Um, but he is the first one that they cast. And yeah, I thought Green Lantern was supposed to be like a buddy cop in space story with John Stewart and someone else. That's the way that I—I I understood it. But you know, who knows? Who knows? It's from Greg Berlanti, and you know, he's done all the other 
He's done all the other CW shows, so he knows what's going on. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Just a weird, weird, weird choice for the first person out the block in, in, in these days when, uh, you know, John Stewart, uh, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz are all characters out there to be cast for the show. And that's yeah. the first one you pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. And speaking of uh, John Stewart, uh, there was a picture of the actor, uh, Wayne T. Carr, on Zack Snyder's driveway filming his scene as Green Lantern for the... Snyder cut of the Justice League. So Zack Snyder had every intention of putting John Stewart Green Lantern into that movie, which I think is pretty cool. Um, obviously, he fought against Warner Brothers Brass and they said no, um, which doesn't make sense because there's, you know, there's Ben Affleck Batman in there and then there's Robert Pattinson Batman. So why couldn't there be a Green Lantern in Zack Snyder's verse and then another Green Lantern, another John Stewart? I don't know. Warner Brothers just uh, just not just not having it. So better warn a brother. <laughs> that was their warning. So uh, yeah, they're yes. not making very good executive decisions. Nope. I said what I said, Warner Brothers. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> that a warning. <laughs> All right. So yeah, like I said, when this show comes out, we'll probably be checking out the first episode to see what's going on. All right. So then, in other news, uh, speaking of DC Comics. Uh, there was a trailer for a show um, that's based on a popular DC comic that I never heard of, but uh, from the trailer drop, they made a big deal out of it. It's a show called Sweet Tooth, and it's a fantasy drama that's going to be premiering on Netflix June 4th. Uh, we got a look at the trailer that showed kind of a fantasy world. It looks like the main character is a little boy that's part boy and part deer, like a Bambi type of character. It's produced by Robert Downey Jr., and it it's very rare for, for Netflix to uh, drop a trailer so early uh, for their show, so they must have some high hopes for it, but I think it looks pretty epic. I don't know. I might be enjoying it. What did you guys think of the trailer for Sweet Tooth? Let's go back to Joey. Um, well, this is not the type of comic book that I normally like or read. Um, a little more artsy-fartsy for me. Mm-hmm. I know it's been very popular with people. It's very strange that a DC property is not on HBO Max. Like, I know this one's been in development hell forever. So I don't know if Netflix came in with a big boat of money and was like, let us buy this troubled production from you by. But it's a little weird to me. I mean, this might even predate HBO Max for how long they've been working on this. But yeah, I mean, I've heard really good things from people, and the trailer looks, uh, I don't want to say exciting, but it looks interesting, at least. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So I, I would at least check out the first episode. That's the best I can say about it. I would at least check it out and see what the heck this is all about and why it's so, quote-unquote, beloved and and people are so excited for it. But, uh, you know, as just a normal me, I wasn't, like, grabbed by anything huge in the trailer. So yeah. I thought it was, like, Bambi 2. <laughs> <laughs> He's back for revenge. All right, Aubrey, what about you? How did you feel about the Sweet Tooth trailer? I mean, it looks cute, but I don't I don't really know if it's my cup of tea. Yeah. It looks too serious for something that I can pay attention to. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminded me of um like Umbrella Academy or um shit, uh Lock and Key, you know, like these popular comic books that everyone loves that's, you know, on the bookshelves that I've never heard of but they can make like a weird fantasy TV show. So yeah, it looks interesting to me. Uh, you know, if they're, if they make it look that good and it's based on a comic book, I would like to think that there's some good material from there for them to adapt. So yeah, I'm interested in it. I'll definitely check it out. All right. Okay. So then swapping sides and speaking of trailers, uh, we got a look at uh, a new trailer that Marvel dropped as a way of getting everyone ready to get back into the theaters to experience the the group setting of watching their movies on a big screen. They dropped a trailer that had scenes from their older movies, but then they dropped a lot of announcements for what was coming up, what was coming up in the next few years, including some title changes. So before I read off um, all of the different titles that's coming up, what did you guys think of the trailer? Let's go back to Aubrey. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm excited for some of the titles out there, like Wakanda Forever and 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 stuff like that. So, I I'm excited about what's coming out. I'm hopeful for the future of Marvel movies. Um, 
So it was, it was cool. What did you think of that footage of the Eternals? We we haven't seen anything like that yet. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm I think I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more, but it it is it's l- looking promising. All right, Joy. What about you? I'm sure you're you're weeping openly during the uh, <laughs> Captain America catches the hammer scene. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a great, great, great trailer with the Stan Lee voiceover and and they know how to put a trailer together and make you like, you know, crying fist pump dot gif <laughs> while you're watching it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great trailer. You know, they, they, they really know how to pull at your uh, heartstrings and, and get those nostalgia tears out of you. So nostalgia for two years ago but uh, some of us have already been back to the theater so i didn't need a, a marvel trailer to tell me to go but yeah i did think it was funny that they were using bootleg footage from one of their movies <laughs> like i wonder if the what? guy what if the guy that <laughs> oh, shot yeah. that on potato vision i wonder if he's gonna get a cut <laughs> get some money from marvel for filming maybe that was their that. settlement like we will not sue you as long as we can <laughs> use this in our our trailer I guarantee you that same guy got uh, DCMA takedown strikes on fucking YouTube when he <laughs> uploaded that. But then Marvel turns around and takes it. So. Yep, exactly. All right. So, um, oh, Joy, what did you think of the footage from Eternals, dude? Um, It looked really good. It looked cool. I am very excited about that movie. Well, not very excited. Let me take that back. I'm excited for any Marvel movie. Let's Let's be honest here. And... I don't have any real attachment to Eternals characters. I know who they are. I've read books with them in them. I don't have this like st- longing for them to be on the silver screen. But uh, you know, everything about it is interesting. I like the cast a lot. Uh, the director must be good. She just won a bunch of awards. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gemma Chan is really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, if she's going to spin off into Avengers movies as Cersei, that'd be great for my late eighties, uh, kid feelings of, uh, the Avengers. But yeah, again, I, I have no, I even read, this is a funny thing. I even read the spoilers for the movie. Cause there was a screening apparently and they didn't make any fucking sense to me and I can barely remember them. So wow. <laughs> they weren't very good. Somebody had seen a screening and then told someone else about it. The way I can I described it to people that were like, oh, well, what were they? What were they like? But don't tell me the spoilers and I'm not going to say them. Um, It was like if somebody had seen Infinity War three weeks ago, one time and was trying to explain to you what happened, but they don't know anything about Marvel and you've (laughs) never heard of any of the characters in the movie. (laughs) Wow. So it was it was very vague and all over the place and barely made sense, if that makes sense. But like. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Eternals. I just want to see what the hell it is. You know, it's been pushed back so many times and, and it's got a good pedigree. So let, let, let's see what it is. The, the footage looks cool. Angelina Jolie looks cool. So, you know, just, just release it, Ari. Let's go. Let's go. You know, what's funny is I watch Nomadland and I'm like watching a movie going, how is this director going to make a superhero movie? And then I watch the footage from Eternals, and it's like, oh, it's just like Nomadland. <laughs> like, she didn't change her style at all. Big, sweeping, uh, picturesque sceneries and just people. Like, she didn't really change and anything. They, uh, they drive around in RVs or something. <laughs> there was, like, one – well, let's see. There was Angelina Jolie with a sword, and then there was, like, a scene where a kid, like, flew down or landed or ran real fast. And that's it. Those are the only, like, superpowers in, in the footage that they showed. Other than that, it's, it's just – Selma Hayek in a cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like this is this is just like any of the director's other movies. So, do you really need anything more than Selma Hayek? Really, though, she's awesome. Yeah, can't wait for uh, <laughs> Hitman's Bodyguard Part Two coming out. All right, so uh, I'm going to read off the list of the movies that Marvel did announce, including the new titles. Um, so first oh, yeah. off the bat, we got July 9th. We're going to get Black Widow. Fuck yeah! Uh, Shang Chi is September 3rd. So a couple yeah. of months later, and then Eternals, November fifth, and then after that, Spider Man No Way Home, December seventeenth. So we're getting four Marvel movies this year. How cool is that? I'm excited. So we're gonna kick off the next year, 2022, with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's a uh, March 25th. After that, we got Thor: Love and Thunder, March. I'm sorry, May sixth couple of months later and then uh july 8th of next year we got black panther wakanda forever 
which is a stupid title. I thought it was going to be Black Panther 2 this whole time. And it's not going to be a 2 like Iron Man 2. It's going to be Wakanda forever. It's fucking stupid. You really Black don't Panther like the title? Two. Black no, I'm kidding. I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they like, got it from you. I'm like like crying looking at the, the, the um, title card. Like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marvel. Uh, so yeah, so Black Black Panther 2 is going to be called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's July 8th. I can't wait to stroll up to the to desk and be like, I'll take two tickets to Black Panther colon Wakanda Forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, we have not Captain Marvel 2, uh, but the Marvels. Again, strange title change. Uh, so with it being Marvel's, uh, I'm assuming that they're going to include uh, Miss Marvel and Monica Rambeau. Uh, yeah, especially since well, they 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 have the logo looking like uh, Miss Marvel's outfit. Um, so yeah, I was gonna say they included uh, Miss Marvel's S and uh, Monica Rambeau's symbol is is in the A. So. Oh, that's what that was. Okay, all right, all right. So yeah, Joy, what do you think of this change in the in this title? I hate it. <laughs> really, you want Captain? You want Captain Marvel colon the the '90s Strikes Back? I want Captain Marvel colon Brie Larson yoga workout video for three and a half hours. <laughs> Get out of here. That's what we have YouTube for. Um, I, I, on a selfish level, I love Brie Larson, so I would want it in her in the movie as much as possible. And I, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about this one just because. It's a big focus on two characters we haven't met yet. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we we all like Monica from WandaVision, but how will that hold up over the course of a movie? And we haven't, other than a blurry picture from the set, we haven't seen Miss Marvel in costume or action. And we haven't watched the show, obviously. And I wasn't the biggest fan of her comics. So, <sighs> I don't know. But anytime I can get more Captain Marvel, I'm happy. So, let's go. All right. Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of uh, Captain Marvel 2 now being called The Marvels? I'm hoping that it's good. It'll be fine. I just want Samuel Jackson to sing songs from The Marvels like he did in Captain Marvel. Wait, Mr. Postman and all of that stuff. I just want that. All right. So then following uh, The Marvels, which is November 11th, 2022. After that, we're going to have Ant-Man and a Wasp colon Quantumania, which was already announced. Uh, February 17th, 2023. And after that, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's going to be May 5th, 2023. Cinco de Mayo. And then they put that little teaser of uh, Fantastic Four that they already showed before. We already know they're making a Fantastic Four movie. No date, no cast, no nothing. Just a quick glimpse of Partial Four. Big whoop. Uh, but that's it. That's the new Marvel lineup. And that's not even including the Hawkeye show, the Miss Marvel show, uh, the Loki show, uh, She-Hulk. I mean, there's a lot of Marvel stuff coming down the pipe. So let's get ready. Yeah, there's that's not including all the Disney Plus stuff. And then there's unannounced stuff, too, because they're, they're getting close to starting on Blade. Yeah. I saw that they announced somebody for Blade. Yeah, Mahershala Ali. They mm-hmm. uh, they brought him out for uh, Comic Con I think like a year ago. Was that two or three years ago? So it definitely wasn't the last one. So yeah, it must have been like two years ago. Right, and they're only I don't even know making why they're a movie. acting like it's new info. Yeah, they have a, a writer and I think a director now. So, but yeah, they're only even making the movie because he literally walked into Kevin Feige's office and was like, "I want to be Blade." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Okay, we'll make it happen." Yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much it for the news. We we're going to be getting a lot more, it looks like, entertaining Marvel stuff and some questionable DC stuff. So things are getting back to normal. That's right. Life is back to normal. Nature is healing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's been the news. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk all about Mortal Kombat, parentheses, 2021, parentheses. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. 
That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. And we are back. All right, guys. It's time for Mortal Kombat. I got that just for you, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) I I was just dancing on glow sticks so that we don't make a video (laughs) podcast. Great. Well, Mortal Kombat is a new release from WB. Got to warn a brother, it's on HBO Max and in theaters. It's a remake, reboot, cool thing of Mortal Kombat. Aubrey, what is Mortal Kombat about? Hunted by the fearsome warrior, Sub-Zero MMA fighter Cole Young finds sanctuary at the Temple of Lord Raiden, training with experienced fighters Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and rogue mercenary Kano. Cole prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions to take on the enemies from Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. All right. Well, we're going to start with non-spoilers. We'll give some impressions, a tiny bit of discussion, and then we'll let you know by playing the sound drop when it's time to spoil Mortal Kombat. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can bounce and come back. Otherwise, stick with us and we'll get a little more in depth. But to start, what did you think of Mortal Kombat, Aubrey? I hated it. (laughs) I hated every second of it. Every second? There was only like a few things that I liked about it, but I really disliked this movie. Right. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, I'll be honest. It took me three tries to watch this movie. Like it (laughs) put me fucking out like a light twice. I'm like, God, I need to finish this movie. Um, I fought my way so hard through the second time because I didn't want to try again. Um, but I, it, it beat me. But uh, when I finally watched it, when I was finally able to watch it from beginning to end, uh, it's not good, but it's it's entertaining enough for me. It's high praise. It's entertaining enough. <laughs> yes. It's like when I was a kid and my parents would uh, get mad if my sister had less than 100 in a class. But then when I got <laughs> into high school, my mom's just like, just get a D plus and get the fuck out of that class. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> all right. Um. Uh. This movie sucks. <laughs> Not a fan at all. There's some stuff to like, and we'll get into that a little bit in a few minutes when we get into spoilers. But man, this was just this was a shit. And I was watching it, and the whole time watching it, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and I was so angry the whole time I was watching. I'm watching it, my son, and we're just both both just kind of like, ugh. Every five minutes, one of us was just like, "Ugh," <laughs> and the things that we did enjoy were 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 there, and they were enjoyable. But the rest of them were just like the just the, when you're watching it, just the whole movie just feels dumb. Like I could mm-hmm. feel my brain like leaking out of the side of my head as I was watching it, and I, I felt dumber for having seen it after it was over. And did any of you guys see it in the theater? No, no, no way. No, me neither. Okay, good. I almost did because. Jen was going to watch it with us, and then she was busy doing stuff. She's like, I'll flow in and out. I'm pretty sure I can pick up the plot of Mortal Kombat. (laughs) All right. Well, then I was like, man, well, this was another chance for me and Colin to get to the movies again. And then I was just like, well, halfway through, I'm like, God, I'm glad I wasn't trapped in the fucking movies. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just get up and take a piss and, like, grab something to eat. So, all right. That is non-spoilers. Doesn't sound very promising, but if you want to stick around and you don't want to and you don't mind getting spoiled, we're going to talk a little more in depth. So, Markel's drop that drop, and let's spoil Mortal Kombat. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, Aubrey, you knew I was going to make you go first. It doesn't sound like there was much you liked in the movie. Was there anything that you liked in Mortal Kombat? Um, I liked Kano, which was surprising because I didn't like him in the first one. I thought he was really bland in the first in the original Mortal Kombat movie. He's super stupid. 
and uh, didn't really add much. He was just kind of this douchebaggy character in the in the original. But in this one, he had some really funny lines, and I think that he added more to it than the other characters. I always like seeing Scorpion, even though I didn't really like the movie as a whole, and I thought it really looked stupid. But I do, that's like my soft spot is Scorpion. Um, and Melina was really creepy, and I liked that, because um, Melina has always been really creepy to me and it's easy to mess her up, but she, she did look really creepy in this movie. So I liked that. That's it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Marcellus, you seem a little more positive than Aubrey. How about some things that you liked about mortal Kombat? Uh, I really liked the opening scene. I thought the opening segment of the movie was actually really entertaining you know, I know they released it like early online, but I didn't catch it then. I just figured I'd just wait for the movie. Uh, so that whole beginning scene setting up Scorpion and um, Sub-Zero, even though I didn't really understand why it was happening, I liked the way that it was filmed. I liked the way the whole thing was set up. Um, I thought all of the ice effects were done pretty well. I thought those looked pretty cool. Every time Sub-Zero did some kind of ice move, I thought that was really cool, especially um, the battle at the end. I thought was pretty dope. Every single line that Kano said was a winner. He, I love this character so much. And I couldn't give two shits about what his talents are, like in a game, like if, if he's a good fighter or whatever. The actor that played him was just killing it. Every single line just cracked me up. Uh, and I actually surprisingly really liked the get over here moment, even though I saw it in the trailers. And I think a lot of this might have to do with that stupid cartoon that we watched a little while ago. That's that Scorpion cartoon, uh, the, the Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. cartoon with Scorpion was the lead. I think some of that kind of influenced my feelings towards Scorpion in this movie, even though he wasn't in it. But when he showed up at the end, I was like, yay. And that uh, that get over here line, which I thought was stupid in the trailers, it actually worked in the context of the film, surprisingly. Yeah. And there was one scene where the uh, the lady that was a bat that was flying around. Her fatality was fucking amazing. <laughs> that I absolutely loved. Um, I yeah, don't know. The, the violence in this was on par with the games, I will say. Yeah, and it was pretty bloody. I mean, the CG blood looked a little cheesy in some scenes, but the fact that there was a lot of it, I thought was actually pretty cool. And Cole's, uh, even though I don't really quite understand what his Akana is, but I did like the fact that in the beginning they set it up that he's just a big punching bag and people just beat the shit out of him. And then when he gets his Akana, people beat the shit out of him, but he uses that energy to like fight back. That I thought was a, was a good setup. But that's it. That's all the stuff that I liked. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see things that I liked. Uh, right off the bat, most of the fight scenes, most of the fight scenes are really well done. And are really interesting to watch. Even uh, Sub Zero versus Jax, um, the opening fight scene, the very beginning of the movie, set like in the 1300s or something. That that's phenomenal. That's actually the best like 10 minutes of the movie. Is the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> so, yep, agreed. You, you could just get up and leave after that, and you're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. That was really well done. It was really well shot. Other than the CGI blood, I know you said you didn't mind it too much, Mark. Uh, I don't mind it when we're talking about slicing a uh, Batwoman in half with your metal hat. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about like a, a fight scene between a normal guy and normal ninjas, like uh, CGI blood like spraying everywhere is pretty distracting. It, it was. It reminded me of that movie, the Wachowski siblings direct. They didn't direct it. They produced a uh, Ninja Assassin. Did you ever see that? You know what? It was on Netflix, and uh, I saw the date that it was going to leave, and I didn't. I'm like, oh, I got to make sure I watch this movie before it leaves Netflix, and I didn't do it. So, no, I've never seen it. Not only have I seen that, I saw it alone in the movie theater on a random afternoon. And uh, there's so much CGI blood in that that you somebody could have just been throwing computers across the screen at that point. <laughs> like, full fucking computer towers could have just been flying out of people at that point. But um, it wasn't that bad, but this, it was pretty jarring. It was pretty noticeable, so... Yeah, the fight scenes were good. I really liked, like you guys said, Sub-Zero's powers were really well conceptualized. Like, even though we've seen it in the trailer, I really did like when he puts his hand over Jax's shotgun and freezes the buckshot as it came out. Yep. That was really cool. Um, 
Yeah, I liked a lot of the use of his powers and stuff. It was weird that he was so um, he was so powerful because in the last two movies he was like nothing. <laughs> I feel like he was the one that you kind of felt bad for in the last couple movies, and it was Scorpion who was the bad guy. And now, well, it, I felt it, bad for myself watching Annihilation, but <laughs> Mark Ellis remember in Annihilation, Scorpion's like suckers. I was waiting for that when uh, Sub Zero comes out of the thing with the. Uh, the little kid's bracelet and he like freezes it and then just kind of backs into the the smoke. I'm like, he's going to say sucker. I know it. (laughs) Sadly, he did not. Um, Yeah. Melina was kind of cool. The actress seems to be very attractive and um, yeah. Um, Kano. Oh yeah. Like you guys said, Kano was awesome. Uh, She was actually the main character of the movie. I would rather just watch two hours of Kano walking around insulting everyone in Mortal Kombat than actual Mortal Kombat. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. So the fights, Kano and uh, Molina was cute. So uh, Aubrey, my name is Kung Lao, descendant of Kung Lao. And uh, <laughs> I need to know the things that you didn't like about the movie. Uh, I pretty much didn't like any character except for Kano. Um, and Which Melina. is kind of a fault of the script because you know, you're not supposed to like him and he's supposed to be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hated uh, Raiden, which hurt me because Raiden is one of my favorite characters in Mortal Kombat and I hated him. I hated him so much. I hated Liu Kang. Uh, I hated Kung Lao. All of them. They were all horrible. The script was horrible. The fighting looked kind of cheesy with some of the CG. Uh, like the, there's that scene where Shang Tsung walks in and he says, "Their souls will be mine." And Raiden says, "Not until the tournaments begin." But that whole scene with Liu Kang and everything looks so bad. When he does the fireballs and everything, it doesn't look good. He just doesn't. He looks really cheesy in that whole scene. The ending was really stupid. So I I walked into the ending first because Josh was watching it without me, which he tried to cover up when he saw me walk into the room. And I was like, man, this looks really fucking stupid. And <laughs> it was disappointing because I love the first one and it it just didn't it didn't have that effect that the first one does at all. It was not exciting. It does not uh, pump you up or anything it's just crap <laughs> all right uh mark Ellis, how about you you know there's a lot that's that's bad about this movie like th- it could take a long time to go through all this stuff that i actually didn't like um but th- one of the main things is they didn't really do a good job like introducing outer realm or whatever that whatever the evil realm was like they just kind of put it on a title card and i'm like wait and so what why am i supposed to fear this group or why am i supposed to understand why they want to take over earth like they they've cheated they've admitted that they've cheated they've won nine out of ten times they just have to win the tenth time and then it can take over earth but why do they want earth like what's here that they want so bad that they feel the need to cheat and i remember you guys were talking about there being some kind of like twist to the story or some kind of surprise uh, was it that Cole was related to Scorpion? Was that the... Yeah, I think that was supposed to be the, the, the twist. So, even with my very limited Mortal Kombat knowledge, I know Scorpion's colors are, like, yellow. Like, I, I get that, right? <laughs> so, when you read the title card and it says, um, The prophecy says that Earth's heroes will unite behind a descendant of uh, whatever the guy's name is. That was Scorpion. And then you cut to an Asian guy wearing yellow and black, <laughs> a young Asian guy. I'm like, well, obviously he's a descendant of Scorpion. So right, that would be like if the opening crawl of Star Wars, Star Wars was like only Darth Vader's son can defeat him. And, <laughs> and we immediately cut to Luke and they were supposed to act surprised when he's Darth Vader's son. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I was I didn't really like Cole's the guy that played Cole. I wasn't sure if it was his acting that was bad or if it was the script that was bad and just when i you know couldn't quite put my finger on it kano would say something fucking hilarious and i'm like all right well clearly it's not the script <laughs> cuz kano is just dishing him out like amazingly so it's got to be the kid's acting which sucks i don't i like sonya blade i saw an interview with her she's actually like pretty hot like normally 
they kind of groomed her down a little bit for this movie, but she in real life, she's kind of smoking actually. I Ooh. like Billy Madison, hot teacher, better. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, obviously, <laughs> no way. She couldn't punch for shit. I mean, I'm not going to tell her that to her face, but I didn't think she could punch. Liu Kang's mission was to go out and find the defenders of Earth to bring them back to Raiden's temple, but he he goes out and he finds Jax, but Jax has already like lost both of his arms. <laughs> so who else does he find? He doesn't find anyone else. He finds these three morons walking in the desert, and he's like, hey, I guess my job's done. Let's go to Raiden's temple. Like, what was his mission? And then Sonya, like, kills Kano, which is understandable. You know, they had, like, this little thing going on the whole time. She kills him. She gets the dragon tattoo. She instantly gets her Akana, and then she has, like, the ten rings. And she's, like, blasting people left and right. I'm like, wow, that happened really fast. (laughs) And and fucking Cole's, like, he becomes kind of the leader (laughs) I also love the fact that they're hiding in Raiden's temple and the bad guys are always like, you know, you know, they're close by. They're trying to figure out a way to break into the temple. And then like towards the end of the movie, Raiden brings them all to like this big white room and he's like, the bad guys can't find us here. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't you go there in the first place? <laughs> Wait, what is this stupid force field thing? You could have just trained in the big white room. Ah, But um, yeah, I you know, it. I watching this movie, I kind of felt like how people who watch The Last Airbender but never watch the cartoon. You know what I mean? Like they watch the characters and they kind of get the, the the story and it's like, yeah, it's decent enough, it's all right. But people who understand that cartoon can see what a travesty it is. That's kind of how I feel about this. Like because I'm not like super into the lore, I can't see the super faults of it. I'm just judging it as a movie. And as a movie, it kind of works, but not really. Okay. All right. Well, you know, for me, right off the bat, this script is doo-doo feces. <laughs> it is so bad. Um, Cole is supposed to be the audience gateway character. I don't know what word I'm looking for, Mark. Maybe you can help me as a film buff. But, like, uh, the audience surrogate. There right. we go. He's supposed yep. to be the audience surrogate. So, like, he doesn't know what's going on in the world of Mortal Kombat. So he's kind of like, what's this? What's that? What's going on? And then other characters have to explain to him to help you understand what the fuck's going on in the movie, except they don't explain anything in the fucking movie. So so there was the point of him being in the movie. It it could have been any other fucking character from Mortal Kombat. Didn't even matter. We didn't have to have this magical new character like show up because there there was no point to him. It could have been Johnny Cage. Yeah, it could have been anybody. Holy shit! This striker. This would have been really funny to see it from Johnny Cage's point of view, and being like a spoiled Hollywood star, and having to like fight like serious Mortal Kombat. That actually would have been really pretty funny. At the end, I so when I walked in at the end, and like, where are you gonna go, Hollywood? <laughs> and I laughed, and I was like, so stupid. They're just gonna get Johnny Cage. I just I, I just don't get it. Like, what was the point of having an audience surrogate character if you're not going to use him to explain anything happening in the movie? Like when they cut to just uh, Shang Tsung and he's just sitting on some rocks. <laughs> like, what? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, it doesn't explain to you. This is Outworld. This is what's happening here. This is, you know, who these people are. It's just randomly Shanks. And you wouldn't even know it was Shanks Sung unless you play the game. So it's just like this fucking guy <laughs> sitting on some rocks. Like it's never fucking explained. It's so bad. Um, Cole sucks. I couldn't stand him throughout the entire movie. I didn't understand what his point was. So like, was he being hired to throw the MMA fights? No, he's just a, a guy who's not good at finishing Doing finishing moves. He can throw some punches, but he's known as the guy that gets 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 punched a lot. Because all right, so you know, not to you know power level, but he had um dominant position on the guy to do grounded <laughs> pound, and instead he went for an arm bar for no apparent reason. And then the other guys got out of it and started throwing um twelve six elbows, which are illegal in the unified rules of mixed martial arts. So like, was this an underground club? Was it not an underground club? Was he supposed to be losing? Was he not losing? If he's not supposed to be losing, then why is he, like, the chosen one of Mortal Kombat if he can't even beat some schmuck in, like, the first five seconds of the movie? Well, he's not the fighter that he used to be. He used to be good, but now he's shitty. So that he's, you know, he, he'd rather get 200 bucks to let some guy beat the shit out of him. 
Um, but the, uh, the movie is supposed to be him like finding his, you know, animality, <laughs> his animality and becoming the leader. Uh, yeah, I hated I hated everything about that character. Um, you're right. Kano was great. I thought Sonia was awful. I, I the first like 10 minutes she's in the movie. I was just like I even put it in our chat. It's like, is somebody hold, holding cue cards up <laughs> off camera? She's reading off of like she was bad in this movie. Holy shit. Um, and you're right, Mark, like. She defeats Kano and then randomly shows up 30 seconds later shooting purple lasers. Right. <laughs> like, come on. After we just went through 40 minutes of, of Cole being like, I don't know if I'll ever find my Arcana. Meanwhile, she's like, yeah, I, I got this. If I could throw purple lasers around like, oh, my God, this is so bad. And you were right about, oh, you know what? Uh, the other character I hated was Cabal. Oh, I liked him because I didn't, I didn't I don't, like I don't know anything about him. Well, it's, I don't care about him as a character. He was in Mortal Kombat 3, and he's not that great a character, to me at least. I'm sure there's people out there that use Cabal as their main and are now going to be mad, but I never liked him. But what killed me about him was all of his ADR dialogue. It felt so clearly like put in in post. Like, yeah. It, it was bad. And I kept expe- expecting him to be like, this is Katana. She's got my back. <laughs> That's what he sounded like the whole time. It was just like, oh, my God, no. Um yeah, mostly it's just that the story doesn't make any sense and you don't give a shit about anything that's happening. And then the stuff that does happen is stupid and it's not explained. <laughs> so like Jax's Jax's Arcana was that his robot arms turned into like better robot arms, right? <laughs> right. Okay, so what if his arms didn't get ripped off and he found his arcana. Would his regular arms just turn into like bigger regular arms? Uh, no, he would probably get the laser eye like cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kano would get the uh, purple uh, tin rings on his arms. That didn't make any sense to me. And um, yeah, this movie sucks balls. And then it ends and they never even had Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that's what i was like wait where, wait where's the tournament <laughs> isn't this supposed to be like a fighting tournament going on well he almost says he's like we're gonna take him on one at a time like a tournament and i was just like oh well now it's mortal Kombat. no it's not yet no they still haven't even had mortal Kombat. that's gonna be a mortal Kombat too that we're never gonna get <laughs> yeah because this one was so bad so yeah, I, I just the the script is a disaster on this movie. A lot of the acting is a disaster. It's really just the fights for me. Like a lot of the fights were really cool. I honestly, you could watch the first ten minutes. They released it for free on YouTube, and you get all you need out of this movie. I feel again much like Godzilla v Kong. Like I'm living in Clown World when I'm looking at Letterbox and seeing reviews from friends of ours and like people I actually like care what their opinion is on things. And they're like loving the movie and they're giving it like four stars, five stars, three and a half stars. This was amazing. This was great. And I'm like, what the fuck did these people watch? This is awful. Like, yeah, uh, this this is not the worst movie I've seen of the year, obviously. But like it's it, it could be in the top five, like worst movies of the year. I got to be honest with you. It was it was that just confusing and disappointing. So some cool special effects and some cool fights are not going to save the movie, but. You know what we got to do, guys? We got to give it a score. Aubrey, what is your score for Mortal Kombat on a scale of 0 to 5, with 5 being the best and 0 being the worst? Um, I'm going to give it a 1. Fatality. For, for Kano and um, the fatalities in Molina. Mm-hmm. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I loved Kano Thank God someone put like all of his scenes together on YouTube because I could just watch that over and over again. I love when he when he sees Cabal and he's like, "Hey, you be getting enough sleep, buddy? Your eyes look a little red." Fucking <laughs> dying. Uh, so yeah, I give it two and a half out of five. I think it's decent enough. All right, I'm gonna go uh, with one and a half out of five. Um, you know what? The fight, like I said, the fight scenes are really cool in some places, and there's some really ingenious and inventive use of Sub Zero's powers. If you have nostalgia for the games, like I do, you know there's some cool callbacks, with some fatalities and lines, and people saying stuff from the game like "Your soul is mine" and you know "Flawless victory" and stuff like great. But you know, I might even have gone on it too if they had used any fucking pulse pounding techno in the movie other than like five seconds at the end. 
It's like having a Star Wars movie without any Star Wars music in it. <laughs> but it what was is the one fucking thing you associate with Mortal Kombat, no matter who you are anywhere. If somebody's like, oh, I'm going to watch Mortal Kombat, no matter what is going on, someone somewhere, even you don't even know them, will just like turn around and be like, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> and then tech, Pulse Pounding Techno starts playing. Like, they didn't even have that in the movie. I think they used that gag to its full effect in Mortal Kombat Annihilation when the Elder God said it. I think that's, it doesn't get much better than that, dude. You can't top that. It doesn't matter. I wanted to hear the fucking theme song, and I didn't get to hear it very much except for like five seconds at the fucking end of the movie. So fuck that. Fuck this movie. One and a half out of five. Some cool fights, some cool special effects at times. It's not going to make a two, near two-hour movie worth watching, so fuck this movie. Back to the drawing board for Mortal Kombat. I'm going to go watch Mortal Kombat, the stage show on YouTube. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. We're going to get some recommendations and whatnot for the listeners. Aubrey, what do you got? Uh, I recommend everybody go pick up their version of Pokemon Snap. I have gotten to the, the part of my life where I am now pre-ordering two copies of everything because I have to get one for Noah, too. So we both got Pokemon Snap. I haven't played it yet because I've been busy, but he absolutely loves it. And I actually read where there's a new obsession with this game because it shows Pokemon butts. And so people just keep taking pictures of all of the Pokemon's butts. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) You better stay in school than you're buying two copies of games going forward. I know. (laughs) You're going to need a good job. I become one of those parents that I used to judge at GameStop where I'm like, oh, they're buying two copies. That's crazy. <laughs> no, that's me now. You have become what you hated the most. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah. So I have a couple of recommendations. Uh, I would say if you were disappointed by the Mortal Kombat movie, and I can't believe I'm recommending this, but uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. Somehow looks a thousand times better, even though I didn't like it originally compared to the movie. This, this is this animated movie is so much better. So I would definitely recommend that if you want to get your Mortal Kombat on like the good violent stuff. Uh, the second thing is, uh, this week is May the 4th. It's May the 4th be with you. Uh, the new Star Wars animated show, The Bad Batch is premiering. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but people who have seen it, whose opinions I respect has said that it's much better than what they thought it was going to be. So it's getting some high praise. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be on Disney Plus starting May 4th. Star Wars The Bad Batch. All right. Well, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash Podcast. You'll find hours of free exclusive content there, some interviews, movie reviews, streaming picks, unboxing, trailer reactions, all sorts of cool supplemental stuff. Uh, Adam is working his butt off for that, so check it out on YouTube. Don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes. Uh, this month, we've got me and Adam talking about our top five Star Wars vehicles. We've got myself talking about something. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. And, of course, the show uh, exclusively on Patreon will be reviewing the Mitchells v. The Machines. So that's the only place you can hear that stuff, and that's when you help us out monetarily on Patreon. Uh, I will just a couple things. One, I finished Invincible, as I said earlier in the week, and my God, does it ever hold up. So I am more than happy to let you know based off watching the whole season. That's fucking awesome. And if you haven't finished it or you haven't started it, Jesus Christ, please watch it. Uh, If you really want some Mortal Kombat and you really want to get cheesy and fucking ridiculous, uh, go on HBO Max and watch Mortal Kombat colon Conquest, which was the... uh, syndicated 90s uh, television series based on Mortal Kombat. It's a prequel to video games and it stars a bunch of ridiculous um, people that shouldn't be in something like this because it's before they were famous. So if you ever wanted to see Ava Mendez or uh, Jamie Presley or before Terminator 3, Christina Loken uh, in a Mortal Kombat thing, this is the one for you. So 
Mortal Kombat Conquest is on HBO Max. I think there's three seasons of it, maybe. It's bad, but it's awesomely bad, so check it out. And that, my friend, is going to do it for episode number 352 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all outworlds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm here. <laughs> oh, boy, and so is Noah. <laughs> you want to play some more? And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, everybody have a great week. May the fourth be with you and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.